everybody. Welcome to our podcast. 大家好 everyone. Okay, this week we're going to be splitting the podcast into two parts again because I feel we upload on Tuesday and Thursdays now, and it seems to be the best outcome、yeah. for us. And、um, it's nice to keep it a little shorter to listen to. So part one is going to be I'm going to be moving around a lot, guys, because I'm uncomfortable because I'm in my third trimester and nothing's. Comfortable, okay.、Yeah. So you're going to hear me shifting a lot.、Um, but part one, we're going to be talking about birthing plan, and the reason I wanted to do that this week is because I'm actually writing my birthing plan, and I have some questions that I'm still unsure about that I think Cheryl might be able to help me with, because、um, obviously you've been through it. Yeah. And then part two,、um, I thought we could touch on finding a common ground when parenting. Again, it was also because. Um, I went for coffee with a friend, Martin, and、uh, he was like, "Have you spoke about your parenting styles and what you expect from each other as parents?" And we have, but the way he said it, I was like, "Have we spoke enough?" <laughs> you know. And then I thought of you and Alec, and I know sometimes you two have different parenting styles. Yeah. So like, it would be interesting to see how you guys find common ground and what you guys go off. So、yes. that's the two topics this week. I hope they're really helpful for everyone. Um, let's start with having a quick introduction, and I、yeah. don't want to hear about work. I want to、okay. hear about your your week in your family and what's been going on. Because I haven't seen you because I'm not at work. So yeah, tell me how's your week been? Let me try think. It's really hard not to bring up work because yeah, that takes up most of my time. But I've had quite a good week with Kira.、Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not had any. Tantrums. She's had a few little upset moments, but no full blown temper tantrums, which is good. That's good. She is settling in. We've been doing more dinners together as a family, making sure that we put our phones away、uh, at in the evenings so we can be present in the moment with her. We've been we've always done that, but we've forgotten to eat dinners together. Make sure that we are asking her about her day. I'm reading a new book. It's the Whole Brain Child. It、mm-hmm. teaches you how your child's brain works compared to how an adult brain works, and it's been really eye opening. And there's a lot of things that I've done differently, a lot of things that I could improve on, but we are not perfect. And Alec. Is doing well. He has a camping trip, a bike camping trip. For those of you who don't know, he takes people, clients, on these one night camping trips on a bicycle. So he's on that. And so last night, every Friday now, now we've made it a tradition that we will open up a tent for Kira, let her、mm. have her dinner in the tent with us. So we are camping in the house. And then we let her sleep in it all night, and then we go to our room, of course, after she falls asleep. And it seems that she gets so excited; she loves it.、Aww. So we're going to do it every Friday. We've got an old tent that we open up. It's a two-person tent. It's one of those that you have to crawl into. And when when you put the tent up, do you show her how you put the tent up? Yes,、yeah, she, she help helps、you? us. That's good. Really excited. She. She loves it so much. She and、Aww. she told me. And you messaged me last night some really cool news about Alec. 
Yes, so he told me that he's going to be on a show. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything about it just yet. So I'm not oh, going to okay. say anything, but it's going to it's a very good opportunity. Uh, I was really surprised he said it randomly at dinner, just out of the blue, nonchalantly. So <laughs> I just thought, wow, that's amazing. You should be so proud. But at the same time, he said that he feels overwhelmed because, you know, you're going to have all these eyes on you and he doesn't know yeah. it's going to be positive eyes or unwanted attention that he has yeah. not had now. And I just told him that this it's, is great. It's good for it's him. It's so scary, isn't it? It's like the same with us when we started this podcast. I also felt like, oh, you know, obviously people talk, you know, and yeah. people like to be negative about other people. I wasn't too concerned about that, but I was concerned like with the state of the world and how everything is now, like making sure we're PC and our opinions are put across clearly and intelligently. And it's it's not easy to put yourself out there. Yeah. And... You know, so you'll have to tell me when we're in private later more about it then. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, I will. And when, then when, when more when... comes to fruition, you can yes. share on when the podcast. When it's time to reveal it, I will reveal it to everybody who's been listening. Ooh, but how has your awesome. week been? I haven't seen you either. You can't really tell me about work, but yes, tell me no. everything. Quick check-in. So, um, yeah, I had a great week. I met some friends I'd made sure like every day that I had someone to go and meet or something to do and just catch up with people. And honestly, this week I felt very blessed. I felt um, very lucky to have the support system I have around me. Um, my phone has not stopped, which is a bit exhausting, but every person I've spoke to and every person I've communicated with are people that I choose to have in my life. And um, I just feel really lucky that even though my circle of friends is very small, that small circle of friends is just such good quality to me. And that sounds really weird to 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 mention people as like quality. But, you know, some people care more about quantity. They're like, I need lots of friends and I need to be really social all the time. I'm not like that. I just need a handful of really good friends around me and then yeah. I'm fine. You know, so I felt really blessed with that this week, but had a couple of like hiccup moments where I saw some things online about people losing babies. And then I watched some reality TV show and someone had lost her baby at the same stage that I'm at. And like you said to me, it's really weird how like you see these videos or maybe they pop out more to you because you notice them more because you're at that stage in pregnancy and yeah. even though I'm 35 weeks pregnant I'm still I'm still in a danger zone like anyone right and mm. um I wouldn't say a danger zone but like anything can happen so it's still nerve-wracking yeah you know but Today, I did his first wash. I washed his clothes that I'm going to take with me because my Yuezhi oh. Zhongxing, which is the mummy hotel, they provide clothes for him and um, he'll have stuff at the hospital. But, you know, it's just nice to have some of your own stuff like bibs, swaddles, blankets. I got yeah. some of the cute stuff that you got got for me the swaddles and the swaddle blanket and his little yeah. teddy blanket thing and just stuff that if I want to put him in I can yes. so I did a deep clean wash with that and that's drying now and as I was doing it I was like oh my god I'm washing my baby's clothes like I know this is so isn't cute. that a weird feeling and, yeah. and you're just in awe of everything it's it's a very nice feeling 
You yeah, are nesting at the moment. That's what you're in doing. In six months, though, I don't think I'm going to be happy about washing his clothes. I'm going to be like, for God's sake, wash clothes again, do it. And washing's going to be like a nightmare. But right now, it's exciting, it. okay? Yes. Yeah, I love it. So, um, yeah, so that was my week. So going on to... Um, birthing plan I thought it's kind of a personal thing yes but I'm willing to share my birthing plan online so I have yes. it written down here because I'll show you it's all here and printed oh my gosh. I'm going to my yeah well I'm going to for a scan tomorrow and she wants my birthing plan so yeah I thought I'm gonna go through it with you you can have your opinions on it you might agree you might disagree with some mm. stuff there's one thing on there that I'm still not sure about um and also I would just like to say that if you are from the UK or South Africa because I know we have some people from the UK that listen and South Africans that listen um these things on a birthing plan may seem like standard practice to you but for us in Taiwan they're things we have to state so the whole I say it we say it every time the whole episiotomy thing you have to state that to the doctors here because if you don't they will just do it and yeah. you need to make sure um, you give, they need to give you informed consent because there's a lot of just doing things their way. So it might sound like, why would you put that on a birthing plan? But in Taiwan, in a foreign country, it's it's yeah. necessary. Also, so, you know, as we said in our previous episodes when we were doing episiotomy, it's not practiced as much overseas. So that is why we're just making it 10%. clear. 10%. 10% of people yeah. get it done and it's done as an emergency. Yeah. Here done... it is 99%. Uh, 99.8. 99.8%. Yeah. Uh, they will do an episiotomy regardless if you, you know, need it yeah. or not. It's just mm -hmm. something that they do. Yeah. So number one, I put give birth in the LDR room. I want to give birth in the labor delivery room. Um, I know I'm going to a clinic, so that's normal. Um, and they will take but... you straight to the labor room as soon as you yeah. start to be in labor. Yes. Yeah. It was just something that I just wanted to make sure was on there. So it was clear. Like, I definitely want to be in my own room doing that. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with other mums and different things going on around me. But um, you, you're very lucky because she's going to the same place that I had my baby. And it just happened. Mm -hmm. I did not give her any opinions I did not say she has to go to my clinic and that one no. it's so lovely because you guaranteed to have your own room because if you're in a hospital yes. you're not guaranteed to have a room available or to labor in a room that is just maybe you so that's what made me choose that hospital as well I'm not hospital and the rooms have just clinic. newly been renovated as well yeah. so I can't yeah. wait because I was not in a renovated room it was very very <laughs> I had Christmas decorations in June still in my yeah. room but you know what <laughs> I will take it yeah no for a positive experience and then I've also put I want to be able to move around the room mm. um again that might seem like something in England is very normal for you I don't know anyone who's been told they're not allowed to move around in the UK um but in Taiwan some doctors don't allow you to move around the room and they prefer you to lie down flat on the bed or or incline slightly legs and stirrups that kind of thing um, I watched a YouTube video with the top gynecologists at Columbia University and they were saying that's actually the worst 
position for you to give birth in yeah they were like just lying there being still they were like it's not comfortable for the mother the mother will be in pain it's stressful and these are the top gynecologists at Columbia University saying this so it was a really easy YouTube video to find just go onto YouTube type in Columbia gynecologist debunk uh, wives tales and they they go through it all so a lot of that um, influenced me wanting to be in a clinic also yeah. um, and obviously I do want to have an epidural um, I don't want to be one of, I don't want to be one of those women who are like no I'm going to do it all natural and then get there and be like give me the epidural I'm yeah. just going to say like just give me an I'm just going to put it on my birthing plan because yeah. in Taiwan all the epidurals are walking epidurals yes so you can walk around with these epidurals yeah. Um, I put when baby is crowning, I want the midwife there or the doctor to remind me to slow down and stop pushing. I don't want them to be like, push, 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 push. You can ask them to remind you, okay, you're crowning, slow down. You don't need to get this baby out as fast as you can. Oh, you and, know? and you know, this doctor that you're seeing, she's really good. She will tell you when to push. She may shout at you if you're pushing when you're not supposed to, because when you're in the moment, your mind is just like, get this baby out that you're pushing, even when you're not having a contraction and you're mm -hmm. not supposed to do that. That's when the most damage or ripping happens. So yeah, she will be able to tell you and the nurses are great. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I want to do delay clamping of the umbilical cord. Yeah. So um, that's, yeah. I don't want a, an episiotomy, so I don't want them to cut me. I want to avoid being induced if possible. If I have to be induced, I get it. But I don't want, I think here we were discussing that they will induce a little bit earlier than maybe they would in the UK. And um, I, I don't know if they'll induce earlier, but they do like to, when you hit your due date, they do say okay you can they won't ask you if you're okay with being induced they'll just say okay you can come back to your next appointment and we'll induce without telling you that something's wrong or something is that you have to so that's why they always say ask questions do I have to is it a medical issue is my baby in danger am I in danger if not continue as yeah is. can I go another week yes because your body will tell you when you need to go into labor right yeah and um you i think uh, it's your the baby's lungs yeah as soon as your baby yeah they uh, as soon as it's ready it, it allows you you go into labor the babies mm -hmm. come when the lungs have fully developed and are ready to take so the squeezing motion of the baby coming out of you you squeeze all the liquid that is why they say having natural birth is the best way not saying cesarean is not good what we're saying mm. is it pushes all the all of that liquid out of the lungs and it allows your baby to breathe and all that stuff that you coat your baby with on the way out. It's really good for them. It gives them yeah. all of the things they need. When, But I'm not saying, because I don't want people to take it the wrong way, that cesareans, you know, my mom had a C-section with me. It was a chosen C-section and she loved mm -hmm. it. It's amazing how nature works. Yeah, so, yeah, I... That's what I mean. I think I, I worded it wrong when I said early. I want to, I don't want to just be induced because it's my due date. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. If I don't have to be, then that's great. Informed consent, basically, which you probably mm. heard at your um, birthing uh, classes as well, which is, you know, I just want to be asked and instructed. 
um, and preferably in English as well, because I don't, and this isn't like, oh, poor Colin, he's going through so much. I know I'm the one that's going through it, but you do have to think of the husband as well. And I don't want him, I want this to be positive experience for him also. And if everyone's just speaking to him in Chinese and telling him in Chinese, he knows that's going to irritate me. I'm already going to be irritated. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, what did they say? What was this? What was that? And I don't want... I don't want that. I want them to communicate with me. And yeah. I have chose a place where they can do that. So I don't want them to default and think, mm -hmm. oh, he speaks Chinese. Let's tell him. No, it's my body. You need to let me know. You can tell him in Chinese after. So he knows what's going on. But if you need to do something like an episiotomy, like induction, anything like that, an emergency situation, please communicate with me in English and let me know. At the very end, I put, any intervention is okay in an emergency. Yeah. So please inform me on what is happening and advise me the best po possible way. But if a choice needs to be made that is in the best interest of the mother and the baby, then yes. make it. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've made sure I put that at the bottom so that I don't want them to look at this and go, oh no, but we can't do that. She doesn't want that. She doesn't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know as a medical professional that I need that, then do then it. Do it, yes. Like do what's best for my baby and do what's best for me. But Perfect. if we can avoid those things, um, then yes. that's great. Try all the oh, other I options. Also, yeah, I also miss that I want to keep the baby with me for like at least an hour after birth. I don't want them, because you know in hospitals they take the baby away, oh, they, right? Most of the time they will... Um, put she's very very into the skin on skin skin on skin but yeah. she also includes dad into skin on skin so when kira came out of me they put her directly i was completely butt naked because i couldn't get my <laughs> shirt off so they just pulled it off me and put her because it was just everything happened so quick they just put her on yeah. me and i was looking at her and i said wow what a what a beautiful child you know <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, looks yeah, yeah. Asian. That's the first thing I said. Um, and then they were like, "Daddy, Daddy, take off your shirt, take off your shirt." And they and then they gave me maybe ten minutes, and they gave her. And then that's when they realized, "Wow, she's bleeding out." And so he had her on her. And then I saw them wanting to give her back to me. And that's when they instead of giving her back to me, they moved her to the side. And I was just like, "What's going on?" I don't know what's you know I feel fine yeah. they kept asking me are you okay do you feel faint do you feel this and I was like I feel amazing and I was <laughs> yeah like, what are you going on about so yeah. they are very into that they will not do it they let you stay in the birth room for about an mm -hmm. hour even two hours maybe I was in there for, I can't remember and then later on they said they want to move me to my room now so yeah. they did leave her in the room with me and That's I was good. allowed to have I even fed booby before I, yeah. they even took her yeah. away from me so yeah 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 you know most people don't get that it was it was great and that's what I want yeah I want him to be with me yeah so there was one thing I had on there that I was um gonna talk to you about I will talk to my doctor about it tomorrow also mm. um no antibiotics after water breaks is what I put because yeah. so, I know here that mm. they will give you antibiotics once your water has broken. But I'm of the mindset that antibiotics, and it's this is an English thing, we like an NHS standard practice. You don't give antibiotics to prevent an infection. You give antibiotics to treat an infection. Yeah. So we're very strict on giving out antibiotics in the UK. So this is where it comes from for me. I am... Um didn't take antibiotics when my water broke my water broke okay. very early on 
but I had the, you know, where you, it's not how you see in the movies, the water breaks and it's water everywhere. Mine was just trickling out. It was like a bath plug. My my baby's head, every time she moved, stop the water from coming out. And mm. then she would, it would just trickle out. And um, I did say to them, I don't want antibiotics, but that's because I did my research and yes, it is okay most women if their water breaks it is something that can get infected and you will have that risk and so they want to give you antibiotics to stop the infection from happening um i don't do well on antibiotics in general i always get thrush i always get i know you're supposed to have a probiotic i always take a probiotic with my antibiotics it gives me really bad stomach problems like mm-hmm. diarrhea or just pain so the reason why I made sure I researched I asked my doula I said to her she's not medically trained so this is not from a doctor she said that if I choose to not have it that's my choice and they they asked me at the air at the airport at the hospital (laughs) um (laughs) do you want it or not and I had to sign a form at that moment because I was not wanting it and my baby was Mm -hmm. fine everything was fine yeah I just think that me to be heavily on these antibiotics and then have issues afterwards this happened like this before where you're 10 centimeters dilated but you, you're you not ready to push because now there is a thing where you're open but your baby hasn't dropped into the birth canal yet so um. i was open but my baby hadn't gotten to that section so she was further away so what but, did you do? Did you move around and get into certain positions to help? I couldn't move. I was, um, the epidural numbed me so much that when I tried to stand up, I almost fell and I almost fainted. But you gave birth kind of, I don't know how to say it, like doggy style, like, like. Yes, but that I had to wait. So I had to sleep. You were kneeling, weren't you? And holding onto the back of the bed. Yes. And you were up, right? Yeah. Well, I, I did everything. I did it on the toilet. <laughs> They made me sit on the toilet. They made me on the floor. I was crawling around because once the epidural wore off, it took three hours, four hours for it to wear off. I don't know how long, but I fell asleep, woke up, had a good sleep because I didn't sleep all night and then woke up from that and told them, I can feel, I can feel it's, it's starting to hurt again. And I told them I'm scared. Don't be scared. Uh, The pain. It's just so terrible. It's the worst pain I've ever had. You know, I can't explain it to people. It's just your period pain times a trillion. It's just, and it feels like you're not sure if you're going to vomit, if you're going to poo, if you're going to push a human out, it's it's all all at once. So then the only position I told them I could feel good in and, and stop the pain was to be on all fours or lean on the bed like this on the floor with my head on the edge because it was just so painful or on the bed up against the wall because it just hurt so bad and then I gave birth and they caught the baby underneath me pulled her out and then I turned around and they quickly pulled up everything and put her on my chest so you know it was great it's just it's all different with everybody some people have the epidural and they can walk around fine she just said you probably just not you this medication just didn't do well with you it's probably good you weren't on antibiotics as well right because that might have messed you up a bit more um i 
I did put, also, I forgot to mention this, talking of infection, I put minimal vagina checks to reduce infection. So obviously come and check me, but don't overcheck me. Okay, you, you know? can do this at the, I don't know if I heard correctly, but they came in the next day at 5am in the morning and they said, it's time to douche you or something. I thought that that's what they said. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, said yeah. to them, no, no, thank you. And that was it. They left. I yeah. did not have any. I had one check and that was when I went home and came back and she checked no, my No, I mean during labor though. Oh, I didn't. They didn't yeah. check nothing. They just checked one time. They stuck their hand in there to check yeah, how many but fingers dilated. Some, I think in some clinics and some hospitals, um, the doula that we were speaking with, she was saying sometimes they check too much. And that's what can cause an infection. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I did not so have that experience. I just so. want to like make sure it's like minimal. Like yeah. what's the 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 least I can get away with so that you're not having it because it's stressful for the mom and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, I also want to preface as well that we are not medical professionals. Yes. And don't take this as medical advice. We are not giving you medical advice. We are telling you our experience and what we're choosing to do yes so. and uh, yeah so i just want to say as well like when we say it's not medical advice it's actually not advice it's just something that we talking about and an experience uh-huh. that we're having because i don't want people to think oh well you, you're giving advice about it's not it's just we're saying our story how we've gone through this and you can take what you want from it it's something yeah. very interesting as well because you don't get to hear a lot of this N- not a lot of people actually talk about their birth story how we do in in so much yeah. detail and I, I think feel. a lot of people like from the UK and South Africa might be like that's a really weird birthing plan like there are things I know that my friends wouldn't put on their birthing plan. Like most people write a birthing plan and it's like, I want a water birth and I want to do this and I want that. And like, it's all elaborate where it's like, but I'm in Taiwan and I feel like even the birthing class that I did, it was very helpful, but the most helpful part of it was understanding and recognizing what is standard practice global and what is standard practice in Taiwan. Yeah. So if you are a foreigner giving birth in Taiwan, please contact Angela, the doula, um, loads of Facebook pages that you can find, groups that you can find with her. Go back and listen to our episode um, because you will find that the way that we do things, I'm just going to say the UK and the way my friends are giving birth and my family, those standard practices are not the same in Taiwan. So it's it's learning to question your doctor, yeah. you know, because a lot of people are scared of questioning doctors. And we need to know that just because you're a doctor or that doctor's around, it doesn't mean that they're right. So for instance, even for me with my previous doctor I was telling you about loved her spoke great English very friendly she made me feel so relaxed and I've told you as I've been going like it's been such a positive experience with her but as soon as I told her my birthing plan you could see she was a little nervous and um, there was some things she agreed with and some things she didn't agree with so that's why I chose to find a doctor that feels comfortable. comfortable Yeah, but not just that. I don't want to be a guinea pig for someone. Yeah. So I don't want to be your first foreigner that's giving birth that you've never done an episiotomy on or not given antibiotics to or not allowed or allowed to walk around the room. I don't want that to be your first. I want to go to someone that 
is experienced with that and has dealt with that and knows what they're doing and has more of a Western mindset when it comes to labor and birth. Yeah, that's yeah. I completely agree. Yes, I just yeah. think it's good to just do your own research and yeah, and put your mind at your ease. And, and it's okay. Yeah. I know I, I understand from a doctor's point of view, it must be so frustrating for these people to come in that you've done all this, all this studying and testing and years and residency at your hospital and you have somebody come in who has google searched asking these questions it must be irritating i understand that because i you know can really i can empathize with that but it's also they ask questions because it's human nature to feel worry and want to be understood and to that, know like, what's going on. Isn't that the duty of a doctor the same way that it's the duty of a teacher is to keep educating yourself and learning new practices and keep developing your studies, not staying 70 years uh, behind everyone else, you know? So, and sometimes Google's worse. Sometimes Google tells you they the tell worst you things possible. Yeah. But it's okay. always good to ask questions. There's no, there's no bad always. things. Yeah. No. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.